Hi, everybody. I am Amanda Gazzola, and this is the Health and Guelph podcast where stronger meets community because we are stronger together. Every episode, I get to interview different professionals in the Guelph community and talk about mental health, body health, fitness, as well as learn about who they are, their journeys, and just get raw and real. So get ready to get connected, inspired, and simply just feel good because we are all stronger together. Hello, and welcome back to the Health in Guelph podcast. Today, I am talking to Dr. Alyssa Shepard. I am talking to her because she specializes in prenatal and pediatric chiropractic, as well as helps people with the neuroemotional technique. And this is something I had never heard about before until she started doing the work with myself. And I saw a complete difference in how I view chiropractic. And I felt like people need to know about this because her biggest thing is that she wants to help the mom and the baby to connect and to create a bond. And it goes deeper than just adjustments. So today is a really special gift that I wanted to give you guys to listen to exactly what she does. And um, if you know of anyone that's pregnant or is even if with their first child to their fourth child, because every pregnancy is different, this is definitely someone that you would want to definitely connect with because she definitely makes you feel understood, makes you feel connected to yourself, gets through those emotions, gets you through those emotional blockages and just really helps with birth prep. So I hope that you enjoy today's episode. Hello, and welcome to the Health in Guelph podcast. I am so excited to have Dr. Alyssa Shepard with me today. She is a chiropractor that specializes in prenatal and pediatric, and she does also the regular chiropractor too, but this is her specialty. And why I'm so excited to chat with her today is because she helped me with my pregnancy, uh, basically the whole way through from trimester one to basically trimester four. And uh, it was just much more than I ever thought it would be. I didn't know too much about chiropractic, to be honest. And she taught me a world that I want to share with you guys today. So thank you so much for being here, Dr. Alyssa. Hello. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Amanda. It's a pleasure. Yeah, I'm so excited um, to dive in deep a little bit. It is a pleasure to have you here as well. Um, Can you tell people a little bit more about yourself? So um, as Amanda said, I am a chiropractor by profession. I have also been trained as a birth doula and recently this past year completed Billy Harrigan's traditional birth attendant course, traditional birth companion course. Um, And I'm on call for my first birth in that role, which I'm really, really, really excited about. I've taken a number of other trainings. I've done a certification in pre and perinatal psychology and health. Um, In my personal time, I have two children. My son is almost eight. My daughter is five. I love to dance. I, yeah, I don't know. Oh, and you're also do ballet too. <laughs> I don't do ballet anymore. Not not in a I do street ballet where it's like when the when the right song comes on my iPhone and the mood strikes me, I kind of dance with reckless abandon down the sidewalks and I've had some random <laughs> applause and laughter from people who happen to catch me doing it. So that's kind of oh. the capacity ballet fits in my life now. 
Oh, that's so nice. You can probably make their day just like, because you just are living in the moment. That's so cute. <laughs> oh. So yes, let's like dive in a little bit deeper. So I came to like, we known each other. Oh my God. Since like at least 2016 at GPN Guelph Professional Network. And yeah. You were uh, pregnant at, I think you were giving birth to, is it Ivy at the time or Clinton? Ivy? Uh, Ivy. Ivy is my Ivy. second. Yeah. So, oh. yes. We, <laughs> so we go when back I was a coming bit. in there, you were kind of going like basically almost ready to, and you're getting your uh, chiropractic, you're getting your, um, would you call it license or? So I was licensed as a chiropractor in August, September, 2016. My son was about... Mm, 13-ish, 15 months old at the time, something like that. Um, so I've been practicing since September 2016, but yes, did become pregnant with Ivy in 2017. And she's a Christmas time baby. So not Christmas Day, but pretty close to it. <laughs> wow. So just like, yeah, we've been in each other's lives for so long. And so I've just gotten to see you grow. And yeah, congratulations on your birth doula role. Then like your first one, that like that congratulations. That's such a big moment, especially with everything that you've been really putting together to make this beautiful uh, package for people to be a safe place to go to when you know, they're experiencing their first baby or maybe their second or third or fourth baby, depending on where they're at. So what have you always been in the role of wanting to get more into the prenatal uh, um, pediatric or is this something that like you've just gravitated to? I, I have gone through many permutations of what I thought I wanted to do when I was an adult, when I was all grown up. And when I landed on, I think I want to be a chiropractor. I was actually doing my master's and realizing I really didn't want to stay in academia. There were parts that I loved. I love learning. I am relatively addicted to learning, um, as some of my patients joke about. But the bench work, I was kind of bored with a pipette. I wanted some humans. So I had went to see a chiropractor for a ballet injury that wasn't meeting with resolution. I'd seen a number of other professionals. It it wasn't getting resolved. It was getting worse. I was couldn't lift my leg and, and which is a problem in ballet I went to a chiropractor and he nailed it on the first visit within four weeks I was doing like développés and grand jetés and all of the things that I needed to be able to do with the height that I needed to be able to do them in and it just was this very pivotal moment for me of wow chiropractic is so not what I thought it was because prior to that like I'd never seen a chiropractor prior to that and I'd kind of written the profession off as quackery, quite honestly, because I just, I didn't know. And so that was revolutionary for me, seeing this man changed my life and he did it so easily and so quickly. So I applied to chiropractic college thinking I'm going to become the ballet chiropractor. I'm going to help ballet dancers and was really lit up by that throughout my first year, half of my second year. And then it just stopped resonating and I didn't really figure it out until my fourth year. I had had Quentin at that point. I had him at the end of my third year. And I was sitting meditating some, sometime like halfway through my fourth year. And it just dropped in this like very clear knowing you're going to work with pregnancy and babies. So that's kind of how that came to be. And when I look back at things where it's like yeah, my master's thesis was about nutrition and pregnancy, like it, it everything in my life is kind of dovetailed in that direction. So here I am. 
Wow. That's so, it's so interesting. Like it's kind of just shows your growth throughout your whole like academia when you're in school and stuff like that. Just like, you know, especially as life was coming for you, like, you know, the changes that were happening, you having Quentin. So you could just tell that like, you're just, were growing and growing and absorbing, absorbing and like going like with your inner intuition. Like it was already like nudging you saying like, saying this is like where you're going to go. That's really cool. Yeah, to listen yeah. to it. Most of the time I would have been like, no, I'm like dead set. <laughs> but no. <laughs> I've I've taken that path at times. It's, it's better when you listen to the voice. It knows things. Yeah. It does know things for sure. <laughs> the right side and the left side of the brain are like, you know, they're working cohesively when you're like, you know, don't aren't just like narrow on one the path. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Uh, that's awesome. So yeah, let's like debunk a little bit, um, you know, because we kind of find out what brought you into chiropractic. But, um, you know, now you've seen a whole like a bunch of patients and stuff like that. What are the common myths that come to you that like you always hear and then you really just kind of put that like pause button on? Like, let me talk to you a little bit about that. What is that for you? So in terms of when people come to see me, something that I have been asked before numerous times is, am I going to have to see you forever? And no, you might want to, you might decide that you feel so great that maybe you come every, I don't know, four weeks, five weeks, six weeks, whatever works in terms of your body and, and get a little tune up. Or maybe you just come and see me for this like acute need that's bringing you in and inspiring your action in this moment. And then you follow your path and go where you go. But the notion that you see a chiropractor once and you have to see them forever is not true. It's, it's your choice. It's always your choice. Where does that come from? And like, I can, like, I've heard horror stories where like, you know, you have more of the sales guys that like you're out there just like, you know, because they're trying to keep that like steadiness of happening. Like, okay, you'll come back every like couple of weeks or four weeks or something like that. But like, honestly, where does it come from? Um, I think it's, I think it's just people's perceptions and possibly misperceptions because some of my best friends from chiropractics actually espouse the model where they see people three times a week for a number of weeks and, and they do a very different structure of care than what I do. And that's honestly okay. I think that's, it's a strength in the profession and it's also a challenge when navigating as a patient because there's so many paradigms of chiropractic. There's so many technique systems. There's so many ways of adjusting and working with the body and so many different schedules that you can operate on to get essentially to Rome if that's where you want to get to. The question becomes what resonate and works, what resonates and works for that patient? All of these different models exist, these different systems, these different timelines, these different packages, offers, what have you, because there are patients who need each of those different things it's finding it's finding the right fit for you and moving forward in that does that make sense yeah and definitely I had no idea that there was so many uh, modalities and practicalities when it came to the chiropractic world so this like opens up a whole new understanding of like what you just, what you don't know, you don't know. Like, I only think that, that you go in there to get adjusted and then that's it. Like, that's very naive. I mean, but honestly, this is, that's very truthful though, too. So the, that's why I also wanted to have you on here. Cause like, 
when we went and we're going to get to this, but when I went to you for, you know, cause for myself, I like, I'm a pretty petite person. So I definitely know that there's no really way for the baby to go. And I just want to stay comfortable as much as possible. But you, sh you started opening up my world to like, you know, in different modalities. So there's even more that I just didn't even know that you just brought up there. So that's really cool. Um, and I, I know like for the sake of timing, but can you just go over, cause I know we're going to get more into the baby prenatal, but like, can you just go over what some of that would look like for someone that's just, that isn't pregnant and the type of modality and how you help them, like what, what that would look like? Uh, you mean in terms of the types of adjustments or the types of care? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's all kinds of different ways to work with the body and really the way that I explain it to patients, because I do see a range of patients with a range of different preferences. And so you get all these different ways where you get to work with the body. And when the intention is to get to Rome, you get to Rome. So some people really, 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 really want to hear a popping noise. It is like their thing. They love it. They get jazzed off it. They feel like something has been done. And other people are like, if I ever hear that noise, there's going to be a hole in the wall. And it's going to be in my shape and I'm never coming back. So it's looking at what are your preferences? What are your comforts? What's going on in your body? And what's the best choices to use in the here and now? So some of those choices can involve audible releases from joints. It's called a cavitation. People call it, you know, snap, crackle, pop, whatever word they want to use. <laughs> it can involve that. It doesn't have to. You can use pieces of the table to help use gravity to assist you, which I do sometimes. You can use an instrument. You can, you, you can incorporate some tonal-based techniques where it's just a very, very subtle pressure that creates a shift and an unwinding and a, a change and a reset in the nervous system. If that made sense. Yep. hundred so, percent. That definitely helps. I also, and I think it also helps people aware of, yeah, some people want to hear the sound and some people, like you said, are against that because like, they're so they're scared, like, and in, in, it comes from a little bit of fear. Cause you know, it's never a good sign, like hearing those types of cracks in the body, but at the same time, your body's just doing what it needs to do too. So so those cracks to kind of debunk that a little bit, because that's a question I've been asked. It's as far as we best understand it through the scientific studies that have been done, it's nitrogen gas bubbles inside the joint capsule popping. So in an adjustment, there's, oh. you decrease the joint space, you take the joint to the end range of its motion, you decrease the joint space. If there's bubbles inside, they, they, they have to pop, right? There's less space for them. And so the adjustments deliver, you get that thrust, it decreases the joint space, it resets the nervous system, restores the neurology. And if there's bubbles, you get a pop. And if there's no bubbles, if you are not a person who makes a lot of bubbles inside your joint capsule, you don't get a pop. So if you really want it, but your joints just aren't making bubbles, someone could jump on you till the cows come home, which I'm not advising they do, but you wouldn't get a pop because there's no gas bubbles to break. I did not know that. Wow. But it, it's a really emotional sound for people though. So yeah. yeah, it doesn't tend to be a neutral thing. Well, thank you for sharing that. That really opened up my eyes as to what the sound is because you do think it's like, <laughs> oh my God, I feel so like funny, but I just, um, you do think it's like, just the the bones cracking you do think you think all that like I honestly that's what most people think, think. Yeah, yeah absolutely so that's not silly of you and or nor naive or anything else it's just it seems like a logical thing to think right mm -hmm. yeah but when they actually study deeper they're like oh it's it's, it's gas bubbles okay 
Very, I love science. I love hearing all that. So that's so cool. Um, yeah, let's kind of like start tackling our way into, you know, the benefits of chiro care during pregnancy, um, things that can go missed, um, like for like you know, when you're working with patients um, and because like the whole idea is through pregnancy is you want to try to keep the mama comfortable, but also to make sure that, you know, things are happening, like all good down into the womb as well. So what, like, like I just want you to take the conversation away. Cause this is like where your forte is. And I only know through my experience with you. Well, thank you. So to me, the, the goal inside pregnancy is optimized and the pelvis tends to be a very, very big area of focus because you're growing a human there. And so there's so many different ways I could take this explanation and I'm just taking a moment to think of <laughs> which direction am I going to take this on a very mechanical note, like a very easy, tangible to understand what most people think of chiropractic as note is that notion of optimizing joint function and optimizing the mechanics of how things are moving and how things are sitting, if you will. Um, a baby needs to pass through your pelvis. And inside the act of birth, the sacrum has to move. The sacrum has this one of the bones in the pelvis, a really critical bone in the pelvis for birth, needs to be able to move in a very, very specific way to help assist the process of that birth, to help baby, to help mom. The sacrum is a key area of focus, that part of the pelvis inside of prenatal care, because there is a direct ligamentous connection between that bone and the uterus. And so physically, one possibility for how babies become breech is the sacrum gets misaligned. And what the sacrum does, the uterus feels through that ligamentous connection. Mm -hmm. I have seen more babies than I can count turn head down after one or a couple chiropractic adjustments to optimize sacral function, optimize mechanics. So it helps, it can help, it can help with optimizing baby's position. It can help with optimizing pelvic mechanics to facilitate an easier birth. Studies have shown easier births, more rapid births, um, births with less interventions. That's obviously not a promise because birth involves a myriad of factors and it's not just one factor but the one factor does play a part in it. So another aspect that I really like to focus on prenatally is the, the notion of birth and looking at, looking at where is the person's mind sitting and where are their mind-body stressors and how are they feeling about the pregnancy and how are they feeling about birth or postpartum or whatever it is. Because we live in a society where birth is not really something that you celebrate that you're going to go through it tends to just be more something that you need to get through to have a baby and everybody wants the people who the people who want the baby want the baby but not necessarily the birth process because it's scary and it's painful and it's whatever else that we've been conditioned to believe it is which it absolutely does not have to be but that's the sort of stuff that a lot of people carries around and can really really make it feel like a much harder journey in getting to the place of giving birth as well as actually going through the act of giving birth. So what you had mentioned earlier, neuroemotional technique is a technique that allows me to work with the somatics, the body to help clear those mind body stressors. So if someone is afraid of birth, then we can use their body to clear that so that they're not afraid of it anymore. If they're afraid of the pain, if 
they've had some previous birth trauma that they're carrying with them, we can use that to help clear and neutralize that in their nervous system and the somatic tissue of their body. And honestly, it's, it's, man, it's crazy. It works so well. People, people are amazed and shocked by it, which as a patient, when I first started receiving it, yeah, it blew me away too of, wow, you can do this with my body. And, and it creates this change in this different way that I've never experienced. And I feel lighter and like, not quite so weighed down by the stuff that I was carrying emotionally. And yeah, it's like, cool, a therapy let's do more of this in a chiropractic session. It's, it's like a, it's a two in one deal. Like it was a, such a great experience. So yeah, keep going. But it was like a therapy was being done at the same time. And so Absolutely. I'm going to expand a little bit on mm-hmm. the, the the word therapy that you use, because when we think about therapy, I think a lot of people think about talk therapy and that narrative that happens between you and say um, a counselor or a psychotherapist or, or someone in that sort of role. And what NET is, neuroemotional technique, is it's very much a somatic based therapy in that it's not talk therapy per se, although there is some talking in it between the patient and the practitioner to figure out, you know, what's, what's going on and what's the emotion and what's the deeper level present so that it can be then cleared through the somatics. But it's very much a body based technique. It's, it's, it, it accesses different layers that, that other than what talk therapy would access. Does that make sense? Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely talk- makes sense. Okay. Continue. Okay, cool. No, continue. <laughs> I was going to say talk therapy is very cerebral. It's very much about the higher thinking centers in your brain. What do you know? What can you articulate? What's your story, your narrative that you're aware of? And it's brilliant for helping people feel heard and be able to talk and express and, and communicate in those regards and feel supported. Net, and you had brought up EFT as well, other therapies in that regard, access different layers. They access the memory held more in the subconscious, the unconscious, in the somatics, because we store, we have every single moment from conception onwards and possibly even preconception stored in the depths of our subconscious, our unconscious, and in our somatics. And so the things that happen in our lives, they tend to be these themes that inside of net, when, when we index back, you index to an earlier timeline and, and clear the whole thing. So cool. I have to also mention in there because you're talking about the neuroemotional technique, but you're also working through the meridians and using the acupuncture points to help um, work like with work with like the muscle, work with like the I guess the nervous system, because like, that's all about the energy flow as well. Like I wanted to add that in there because like, you're basically, if you want to just kind of talk a little bit about it, but like, kind of like what, um, that session looks like when you're doing the N, sorry, NET, the net session, like, um, cause you're having the hand out, you're basically working with that muscle, asking that question. And then, yeah, you can take it away because you definitely can explain it a lot better. (laughs) You were doing a great job from the perspective of a patient. Um, But so the way that it works is I use manual muscle testing where the notion is that when when something in your nervous system is congruent, when it's aligned, 
then you'll stay strong. Your arm is going to stay hard no matter how hard I push on it. And if it's not, then you're going to go weak no matter how lightly I push on it. And as we've established, I I danced for many years, not professionally, but I trained for many years as a classical ballet dancer. My arms are not my strongest body part. (laughs) It's not about brute strength. It's about the resonance in the nervous system. But the patient would be sitting there and I would muscle test. I would have them drop into the feeling or connect to the thought or the body part that had pain or dysfunction or what have you. And we would muscle test and find which meridian are we working in. And then inside each meridian, there's a different different set of emotions that you then muscle test through to figure out which emotion are we dealing with. And then we, t- I, I ask, what's the hardest part of that? And someone will say something such, such as like, oh, well, maybe, maybe I don't feel loved. And so we'll index then back in time to the original event, the age, and have them think about that. Well, I, they breathe, they hold specific meridian points on their forehead, emotional points. There's no needles involved. And I tap specific segments in the spine with my fingers to access the limbic emotional centers stored at those levels. And they breathe and, and through the combination of all of that, it, it clears it from their nervous system and they, everybody tells me they feel lighter. Yeah. And that, as a patient, totally felt that way because we were, you are helping me try to create that space because it's my first pregnancy. Definitely going through it during the pandemic is not easy and knowing going from the birth that I was had planned to something that was out of my control, you definitely helped me. So the calming of the nervous system, calming of my mind, calming of all the noise that I was feeling in inwardly, it was so helpful. And I had never experienced that before, nor did I know that this was a part of the process that you created, um, which was so unique and so inspirational for making me feel more empowered about my birth. So thank you so much. And that's why I wanted to have you on to share all this, because I do think it's really important to talk about, because there's so many different modalities out there to help make create a safe space for having birth, especially if if it's your first one or your fourth one, like each birth is so different. Um, so then, yeah, I just, I was so excited for you to explain that because it did do something to make me feel more empowered. Awesome. That's the goal, right? Where it's like everybody feeling more themselves, more empowered and, and more, more capable and healthy. Isn't that the goal? <laughs> Definitely yeah. the goal. hundred percent, hundred percent. So yeah. Um, basically where I wanted to go next with this conversation to kind of like bring it to more of a close is that, you know, we did, we debunked like kind of the myths that happened in chiropractic. We talked about the uh, neuroemotional technique and um, like the safety for the mom and the baby and whatnot. I just wanted to know like where you plan on going, like you wanted, you're specializing more in the birth, more in the pediatric, more in the, you know, being helping like with the actual whole birth unit, like being a part of that. So what does, uh, can you share about what your next steps are so people can find out more about you? Absolutely. So I do have a clinical focus in pregnancy and pediatrics as well as postpartum. I do see many, I do see people outside of those walks of life. I I don't, I don't only see those, but I love working with those populations. Um, I would say probably the, my, my new, my new next steps, my next steps are more stepping into the role of traditional birth attendant, which 
is a little bit different than a doula. A traditional birth attendant assists, attends birth, supports births that happen more outside the system. So supports more physiologic birth um, and can offer prenatal consulting, postpartum consulting to help optimize, help optimize uh, the pregnancy nutritionally in a variety of parameters, talk about the process of birth, really debunk those things and, and look at supporting supporting what you would like to happen without without the policy and procedure that you tend to meet with inside of the conventional obstetric system. So that's a big thing that I'm working on stepping into that role as well as my online my online offerings looking at I've been doing some heart and soul sessions with women um, helping them really connect and deeply bond at like a spiritual soul level with their baby either inside of pregnancy if they're already pregnant or before conception if they know they want a baby and would like to begin that relationship early on so all of those have gone they've been really really magical quite honestly they've been really beautiful to be able to witness and facilitate and be part of and and help help people be able to step into those relationships earlier than what we've been taught we can do which is after birth so true I have to also add in there because like you when because I went through IVF and um I saw uh, Alyssa, Dr. Alyssa before I had my embryo transfer. And one of the best advice that you had ever give, given me that has stayed by me is like when they implant the embryo into my uterus, that basically just said, man, to just welcome that baby because it's a part of you. And like that gave me shivers, but it was like the first thing I did when they implanted, I just said, welcome baby MB. Like it was, so there's something magical about your approach and holistic about your approach that just makes you feel more empowered and just more connected to that baby. And like, that's why I wanted people to find out more about you because you really do walk the walk when it comes to connection. Thank you. And it, it was such a privilege to sit and have coffee with you that day. I'm really happy we did that. Yeah, me too. I got goosebumps just as we did that, but it's so true. So thank you so much for being on the Health and Guelph podcast, uh, Dr. Shepard. This was such a beautiful conversation just to share more about different approaches when it comes to um, meeting, when it comes to chiropractic, as well as, um, you know, pediatric and prenatal chiropractic. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's really, really been quite a pleasant experience. It's been great. Thank you for listening to the Health in Guelph podcast. This show would simply not exist without you. If you know somebody in the community who would be a great candidate to be on this show, send them my way and email me at amanda at relevenrise.com. And what keeps us going and staying on the forefront is liking, commenting, and subscribing. Please share this podcast so we can keep this community connected. Thank you, Guelph, and stay strong.